Hi, Matthew. Thanks for the time uh, today and all year. Um, just um, I was thinking back to last week, and I believe it was Jacoby Myers and a couple of the other guys echoed uh, what you said to them about the end of this season, considering the playoffs and all of that. And it was that uh, a, a man always finishes what he started. And I'm wondering, you know, what, uh, why you shared that advice, so to speak, with them and with the team and uh, why that was important for you to deliver. Well, the way I was raised, um, you know, that's life. That's how life goes. And I think uh, when you set out on a journey, uh, whether it be parenting your children, um, raising a family, leading a family, um, starting a job, starting school, I was always taught to finish what you start. And I think that speaks a lot to a man's character. It's easy to quit something when the, you know, the walls seem to be coming in on you and things aren't going your way. But I think it's uh, a true measure of a person if they're able to see them, see themselves through a certain situation, any man or woman who faces adversity in life, if they're able to kind of finish that, even when things aren't going the way that they had planned, I said, I think it says a lot about them. That's something that my parents taught me when they raised me. Um, I certainly feel like we have an obligation to do that here considering the way this season has gone <clears throat> is to try to finish the race. Um, it's, it's also a biblical principle that I believe in. So I think it's important to, to finish things that you start in this life. Thank you. We'll go to Mike Reese followed by Alan Siegel. Matthew, uh, by chance, can you see us or are you just hearing voices? I'm just hearing voices, Mike. Okay, it's always just good to know because uh, we, we can see you. So it's, um, but uh, I wanted to ask you. Speaking of, you know, just sort of finishing things that you start. Um, I think you referenced something about Dad playing into his 40s and how you're still um, young. He would tell you that you're still young football-wise. Um, where do you, um, where do you sort of view things right now for you in terms of continuing to play? Emphasis on he would tell me that I'm young. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Mike. I, 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 tr I try not to think too much about that, especially in the middle of a season, in, in the middle of a quest, as I, just finished, as I just mentioned, focusing on finishing that quest. Um, you know, I don't know. I think that's something that Shahzad and I are going to have to pray about, and we're going to have to see what we feel like is best for our family. And obviously there's gotta be a desire from the organization to want me back here. I don't see myself playing anywhere else. So, um, you know, we'll be praying about that. And, and like we have been the, the past couple of years and, and, you know, if we feel like the Lord is telling us to do something, we wanna be obedient in that way. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly thankful for all the things that I've been able to continue to do off the football field relationally and, pouring into guys and um, that'll all factor in. And then obviously, you know, physically and um, opportunity wise. So we'll cross that road when we get to it. I think now it's important to, to, as I just mentioned in the last question, finish out what we we started here in 2020 and then, you know, see where we are uh, when the time comes. Go Alan Siegel and then Bob Sosi. Hi, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Okay, thanks. 
Matthew, you've, this is your 13th year. You've got 14 in front of you next year. In terms of what you think back to when you started in 2008 to this year and what this year has presented in terms of a challenge, how different a year has it been for you and what you've experienced before? In, in, in a lot of respects, this has been my most difficult year as a professional. Um, obviously, starting with COVID, um, and then I think you look at everything that went into this season football-wise and the way that it's gone for our team, it's, it's something that I haven't experienced as a professional. And I said earlier in the year, I think for me, it showed me a lot about who I am as a man, um, the way that I lead, the way that I relate to people and deal with relationships. It's really taught me a lot, um, but it's been difficult. It's been challenging. Um, I've been spoiled being a part of this organization. You have expectations and, that, and those expectations center around winning. And we just haven't done that this year. So it's been frustrating in a lot of ways, but I, I still am grateful for the experience I've had this year. Look, I got a chance to play my 13th year in the National Football League. The good Lord has kept me safe thus far. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to be thankful for. So I don't, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, negative Nelly here, but, um, you know, it's, it's been a challenging year. I just follow up. Just something interesting you just said. When, when you came into the league in 2008, if someone had told you then when you were starting your career, that you'd be sitting here talking to us with your 13th year behind, just about behind you, with a chance to have it a 14th. What would you have said back then? You're crazy. Back then, with my full head of hair, I would have looked at you and said, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I mean, I was, look, I, I was trying to survive one more day when I got here. My mentality was, hey, I hope they don't cut me today. And honestly, that, that mentality hasn't changed a ton. You know, I've been really, really blessed. Uh, the good Lord has shown me a lot of favor to be here this long and preserve my body and give me favor with coaches and players. Um, this has been a ride that I never would have dreamed of. If it had been me writing the story, it wouldn't have been written this way. And, and that's why I thank God every day for, for what he's done. Well, thanks for, for uh, the way you've handled with us, uh, been with us for the past 13 years, and, and this year especially with, with as tough as it's been. Good luck on Sunday, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. Bob Sosi, followed by Dan Roach. Thank you, Ann. And, and again, Matthew, let me uh, echo Alan and Mike. Thank you very much for your time this year and all the preceding years, and uh, all the best to you and yours in the, in the new year. Thank uh, you so much. And I want, I want to ask you about something related to what you just talked about with Mike and Alan, uh, whether you're here or not in the future and understanding the expectations of people in New England and in that locker room in the organization when it comes to this football team, which has known so much success through the last two decades. Uh, you know, the people in that locker room, you've talked about that a lot the last couple of weeks, the character of the men in that locker room, and, and you know, the coaches and so forth. What should people on the outside understand about the future of the Patriots on the field from your perspective as a guy who knows that team and knows the league the way you do, uh, where this organization is headed after a disappointing conclusion to two, 2020? That's a great question, Bob. And, and I think it's a great question, but there's a simple answer to it. Um, the quest here will always be about winning. The goal here will always be about winning. And 
as long as Coach Belichick is here and Mr. Kraft owns the team, that's going to be the expectation for that entire locker room. And when I say winning, yes, winning ends ultimately with the score of football games, but it also starts in the meeting room. It starts in the weight room. It starts with what we do to get ourselves physically and mentally prepared to do or expected to win there. It also starts with the way we represent ourselves as ambassadors for this organization and the community. Uh, that's as big a part of winning as anything. We want to win there as well. And then I think it's winning also centers around the type of men that we uh, build and continue to foster here in this environment. Um, I've been I've been around so many great men here in my 13 years, and I think that's a part of the Patriot way is building leaders, building men who are going to go away from this game and have impacts in other places. They're going to impact their families. They're going to impact their communities. And the people that are around them are going to be better for having known those men. So when I say winning, I don't just mean, you know, the score was, you know, 17 to 10, the Patriots won. We, we want to win in all areas. And that's an organizational belief. That's a culture that's been here. You know, when my time is up here, I hope that, you know, I've carried the torch well enough and then I've displayed that well enough to, to the other men around here that they'll be able to take it from me and other guys and can, can continue to carry it on to new heights. So, um, you know, that that's what I expect the future to hold here. Um, I know that the men and women that I've worked with here, that's what they stand for, that's what they believe, and that's what they're going to continue to push for, whether I'm a part of this or not moving forward. Uh, I expect it to be the same, and, uh, you know, I look forward to what the future holds for the Patriots, no question. Thank you, Matthew. Our final two questions will be Dan Roach and Andrew Callahan. Matthew, uh, happy new year to you and your family. Um, thanks Likewise. For and just remember, it's not a bad thing when you can't see Mike Reese on camera anytime, so <laughs> Um, and just a couple quick questions. One being, what's your approach with what, everything you just said? What's your approach, the team approach for Sunday against the Jets? Uh, go on. I, I think it goes back to the first question I got, which was a great question. Um, you know, let, let's finish what we started. We started a race, and look, obviously, we're not going to win that race. But if we have the ability to do so, let's finish that race, and let's finish it the right way. And let's go out and represent ourselves in the best way possible. Well, not just ourselves, all the people that made this season possible for us. Uh, you know, the men and women who have helped test us to make sure we get through COVID, uh, the frontline workers that have sacrificed so much, uh, you know, all the men and women around the country that have given so that we have the opportunity that we have, uh, the people in this building that have sacrificed so much, spent so much time away from their families. Let's go out and make sure that we represent them in the best way possible on Sunday. Let's represent the Devin McCordys of the world uh, in the best way possible on Sunday. And, and I think, you know, that needs to be uh, our mindset going in here. We're blessed to play this game. You never know when this game will be taken away from you. And every time you take that field, you need to be playing from a place of gratitude and go out there and leave everything out on the field. Good. Just to, you have a chance to send a message to the fans out there. This is kind of the way that you can do it. What would you, be your message to the Patriots fans as you finish up 2020 and, and look ahead to, to 2021 as an organization, as a team? Well, we've certainly missed you guys this year. We've missed you guys cheering us on in the stands. 
Um, we do pray that you guys are all staying safe and healthy with, with all the challenges that 2020 has presented. And, you know, I know, I know that a lot of you are disappointed in the season that we had just as much as we are. And, um, you know, we, we, we're sorry that we didn't represent ourselves uh, in a better way when, in terms of wins and losses. But as I mentioned earlier in this uh, press conference, I think that, you know, there's never going to be a moment in time where we settle for this type of uh, season, this type of outing. Like I said, the leadership that we have here is always going to push this organization to be great and to be great in all areas. And, you know, that's not going to change Sunday and that's not going to change moving forward. So stick with us. Uh, I know the demands are high, as they should be, and, and that's why we love you guys so much. But stick with us, and, and we'll keep fighting. Thank you. Final question, Andrew Callahan. Hey, Matthew. Happy New Year, and I want to echo everyone's sentiments. Thanks for the time and, and always with your thoughtfulness here. Um, I want to ask about the rookie class. I know they're obviously all individuals, but when you think about this group, a, what's distinct about them in your mind from all the other rookie classes you've seen come through before? And then in your mind, you kind of spoke to this, what do they need to do as much as a second-year player can do starting next year to kind of restore, you know, the, the team to the football that obviously you guys are used to playing year after year, that winning football? Well, yeah, you know, obviously this, this rookie class has faced challenges unlike any other. Maybe you could compare it to the lockout class, but for them to come in without any offseason, without really any understanding of what they were getting themselves into, uh, I'm sure was quite challenging for them. But they were a resilient group. I think they grew a ton over the course of the season. They worked really hard at trying to improve. And they worked hard to buy into what we we do here culturally. Um, so, I, you know, I salute this rookie class. It's been a, a pleasure on a personal level to, to deal with them and to work side by side with them. Um, each and every day the last several months. And I think, you know, you talk about next year, um, obviously we want to finish this year up the right way, but I think all of us need to go back and, and do some some self-reflection and think about what we could have done differently, how we could have done things better, how we can improve moving forward, how we can hold ourselves more accountable um, all of those things, uh, we need to think about it, and then we need to take action. It's one thing to think about something and feel convicted about it, but it's another thing to turn and act on it. So we need to take action, and, and that goes for everybody. I'm sure there's no one here that would tell you what we did this year was good enough, uh, whether it was rookies, veterans, uh, coaches, whatever it may be. So let's reflect, um, let's brainstorm, and then let's act. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks, everyone. And sorry for those I didn't get to.